chapter 1. I believe God's got a word for you, amen. Luke chapter 1. God's got a word for us, even me right here, amen. There's a mirror right here that I'm looking at, amen. As I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself, amen. God's helping me at the same time, amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. If you're there, say amen. Amen. If you need more time, say hold up. There we go. Keep going. There we go. He's almost there. Amen. It's in the L's. <laughs> There you go. Amen. He got to the hills. Praise God. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with the Lord, with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived her son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing, somebody say nothing, will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we pray for revelation this morning. We pray that you would speak to us, God. Speak to every last one of us here this morning. God, speak through me. Forgive us of our sins, God. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, have your way here this morning. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. Amen. I'd like to preach a message this morning. If you're taking down notes, I want you to write down the title, The Grace of Yielding. The grace of yielding, amen? You know, it's Christmas time. How many feel the Christmas spirit in the air? Amen. It's Christmas time, amen? Not a lot of people wear red, by the way, amen? But it's Christmas time, and I love it. I love it when I drive by Willow Bed and I see the lights, amen, and you go places and things are changing. We're, we're seeing the Christmassy everything, amen? And, but, you know, and, and some of us, we have our customs, we have our traditions. Maybe you go to your, your mom's house or there's certain traditions that we've observed for years for Christmas and nobody wants to be the one to break them. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, we, on this day, two days before Christmas, we meet at grandma's house and we do this. And this is the way it is. I don't care if you bought a new house. We are not coming to your house. We're going to grandma's house. Oh, don't y'all act like y'all don't know. Amen. Oh, you know, maybe Christmas, our traditions are we cook, and these are the six people that are invited. And you say, well, I got a, a seventh I want to invite. No way. Amen. These are the six we got, and it's done. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. Y'all know y'all thinking about it. Not just somebody say, I know yours. Amen. Amen. But you know, beyond Christmas, there's still our day-to-day traditions that we hold on so dear that that we don't allow to be broken. Amen. How many know we're people, we're creatures of, of comfort? We like to have our comfort of how we operate on a day-to-day. Amen. And at the very end, though, there's that threshold to what we'll accept in terms of change. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was sharing this morning that on, uh, on on night services, morning services, I'm okay. But on night services, when we leave church, we're done. I'm going home. That's, that's, that's the way I operate. When we leave church, we're done socializing. Amen. God bless you. I love everybody. I know I'm a people person. But when, once, once, that, once I'm set for home, I'm, I'm driving home, right? And then we're driving, and I get this nudge. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, we got to make that stop at Walmart. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't need to stop at Walmart. We are going home. I am tired right now. We got, hey, no, we got to stop. Do we need it tonight? Like, do we really need it tonight? Uh, yeah. Why'd you think about that earlier? Amen. But you know what? Then something happens. the, The man said, amen. And we said, what? Yes, dear. Amen. If you're married long enough, you just know you don't fight that one. Amen. You go on and say, yes, dear, we'll stop at Walmart. I would love to. I've been thinking about Walmart. Oh, you just, well, I tell you, we were going to do it. Amen. (laughs) So you say, yes, dear, we go to Walmart. And how many know that there's a blessing sometimes of yielding? Amen. Because that blessing right there, you just bless somebody. And you might go to Walmart and find out you really wanted to be there that day. Amen. Oh, y'all don't know. Amen. There's a blessing and yield. If you newly wed, I want you to write that down, blessing and yielding. Amen. But, uh, amen. Amen. But, you know, how many know, but you have to realize that sometimes a God is doing something. And when God, is, when God has a plan and in, interrupts our comfort, we also need to learn to yield to it. Because if we don't yield to the plan of God, what we'll find out is we'll miss the blessing that's coming with it. Amen. There's a blessing of God that goes along with his plan. If we yield to you, to it, we'll find his blessing. If we miss it, we will miss it. We'll catch somebody else. Now, I don't want a lot of people walking around my blessing, amen, because I know God has a plan for me, amen. I want them to be blessed too, but if it's my blessing, Lord, hit me with it. Amen. Oh, come on now. Now, but regardless of how discomforting it may be that, that this plan is different, we know that God's plans are better than our plans. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Amen. In any given day, God's plan for our lives is much better than what we've ever imagined. Amen. If you said, hey, I'm going to go to college for four years, get a degree, I'm going to get this great job, and God says, I want to give you an interruption, that's okay, Lord, hit me. Amen. Because somewhere along that process, the blessing of God is going with it. Amen. Some people don't know I flunked college several times. See, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Amen. I went to college for eight years. How many people knew that? It's quiet again. Amen. Glory to God. And I graduated young still. Amen. 
I just got out of high school really young, and God said, you're not done. You're staying in here. Amen. But you know what? If I didn't flunk, let me, let, me, let me throw something out there. If I didn't flunk out of the school I was at, I would have never been in Denton. I would have never been in Denton. This is, this is a testimony. Somebody ought to get this. If you're flunking in college, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. <laughs> if you're having a bad semester, let me tell you what. I got out of a bad semester, ended up in Denton, and it changed my life. Amen. Thank God for a bad semester. Amen. But, you know, God had other plans. And when we're, when we're willing to yield to him, God will take us to the blessing he has. Amen. We know we're celebrating Christmas because somebody in this season, we're celebrating because someone, a, a young girl, a teenager, had the guts to yield to God's plan over her life. When you think about the time that the angel of God appeared to Mary and said, oh, Mary, yeah, you're going to be pregnant. I am, I don't have anybody. Yeah, it's, it's from God. Uh, how do I explain that, Lord? Can you think about that? How do you go back to your parents and young teenager and say, oh, by the way, uh, mom and dad, I'm pregnant with the Lord's baby. Get out. That's exactly how this works. Amen. Get out. You are out of here. You are a liar. Hey, come on now. Oh, don't y'all act saved now, amen? Don't you act super holy because if your daughter came and said that, he said, no, that already passed. That happened to Mary. Go. <laughs> amen. That's the, that's the reality. And this was the situation Mary was in. And the most cra crazy thing that happened is she said, be it unto me according to your word. She didn't say, stop. Let me go ask somebody. When I talk to my parents and Joseph, I'll come back to you and let you know, make sure I'm not going to get in trouble this weekend. Y'all know what I'm saying? But she said, Lord, if this is your plan, oh, I know your plan is greater than my plan, Lord. I might lose Joseph along the way because we're supposed to get married, but that's all right, Lord. I'll take your plan. I might be embarrassed by people. People might be ashamed of me. My parents might forsake me. But, God, if it's your plan, I will yield to it. Praise God. Amen. We have to be willing to yield to the plan of God. Amen. Because if we don't, we'll miss it. Thank God for Mary and this decision. Her words were, be it unto me. She was not married. Scholars believe she was somewhere around 14 years old. Wow. Wow. Amen. She yielded her life, and because of that, something incredible happened. Watch this. When the angel of God showed up to her, and he said, uh, oh, favored one, blessed are you among women. And what did she say? I don't know who you're talking about. He said, you're favored, highly favored, blessed are you among women. And she was like, I have no idea who you're talking about. I am a young girl like everybody else here. I I, how am I blessed any different? And the truth is, her blessing had not yet come. Her blessing, somebody catches, her blessing had not yet come until she decided to yield to the word that was spoken into her life. You know, many people, we're getting a word today, and the second we yield, that blessing will catch up to us, amen? Because God sees who we're going to be. God sees the direction he's taking us. But if we don't catch up to that and say, God, I'm yielding to your plan, we will miss it. Oh, somebody shout for God. Amen. You know, there's a blessing in your life. God has a plan for us. 
God has a plan for us. Maybe you're planning. You say, oh, God, this is how far I can go. God's saying, don't you realize I made you for more? Don't you realize I got so much more for you? Just, just yield. Just yield and watch what I do. Amen. I would have never imagined that today, I would have never imagined what God is getting ready to do in Africa. I can't even imagine. Let me tell you, I can't even imagine. We were out buying a container the other day, and I was like, get out. We're packing our lives away. We're, we're traveling across the seas to Tanzania to start a church. I would have never imagined God could use us. Amen. When we said, God, do it, we will go. Amen. If you will send us, Lord. Amen. And when we yield, God sends his blessing. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you something. I'm testifying the blessing to come. See, y'all, y'all may not see it. I see it already. Amen. We're going to be testifying together one day. Somebody say amen. 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 Now with my pages. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, the definition, the definition of yielding is to, is, is to give way. Right? And, I, and I see yielding as we're looking at this is to willingly give way. Amen. So if you imagine you're driving on the highway, how many love to yield? Praise God. We got truth tellers all over this place. Amen. I don't like to yield on the highway either. Amen. I said, come on. You're going to have to catch up. Amen. I'm going for it. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you imagine you're right on that exit and you're going and there's a car coming. What is yielding? Yielding is not stopping. Amen. Judy be stopping. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yielding is not necessarily stopping, but yielding is saying, okay, let me see how we, I can give way, I can go with this plan. Amen. There's a flow of traffic that is coming, and you yield to it. Yield to it. If y'all ever been on 35, right off a of forward drive, getting on 35, then you will learn to yield. Amen. You will learn to yield. If you don't know yet, go right here off of 35 or forward driving. Get on 35. You will learn quickly what the definition of yielding is. Amen. Because it's not really a long, a long stretch right there. You got to. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you will learn. Yielding is not stopping, but it's learning to give way to that, to that plan. And we got to learn to yield to the plan of God so we receive his blessing. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1. What you'll see is every time that God does something great in someone, it involves them yielding to God's plan. Amen. Genesis 22 verse 1, if you're there, say amen. It says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there where I should tell you. Oh, offer him. (laughs) Yeah. There is a burnt uh, offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the, for the burnt offering, and he rose and went to the place of which God had told him. And he said, do not lay, verse 12, jump to verse 12 quickly. And he says, and do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Verse 16, jump over. 
And he said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand of which is on the seashore. And the descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Amen. You know, God had a blessing for Abraham. And he told him this. He said, hey, I want you to offer your son Isaac. And Abraham said, okay, let's do it. This is my one son that I prayed for for over 25 years. And God said, I want you to, I want you to offer him as a, as a sacrifice. And he took him there. And he took him to that place. And when God was watching him, he said, I, Abraham, I just, wanted, I just wanted to see if you were going to yield to my plan. See, God was going to offer his son. God had been planning to offer his son for the sins of the world. And he's going to take his son and put him through as a descendant of Abraham. And he said, Abraham, would you offer your son? And Abraham went all the way there, and he said, I'll offer my son, Lord. And God said, don't touch him, but because I have seen that you were willing, you have not withheld your son, I'll bless you. Amen. There is a blessing in yielding, church. If we choose today to say, okay, God, my family, my marriage, my job, my everything, I yielded to you. Which means when you come with your plan, God, I'll go with your plan versus mine. Somebody say amen. You know, it, 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 was, it was years ago I got a, I got a job offer. Uh, this is, I got a job offer while I was already working for the same company, and I came to church. It was a, to move to a different department, but I came to church here, and uh, uh, they had already given me the offer. They said, hey, you know, you can move to this other group. It's a great job, and I had always wanted to move to this group, but I came to church here. And, man, there was tongues and interpretation. The Holy Spirit is moving, and somebody gives a word, right? And he was like, God says, stay right there. I was like, Lord, all right. So I took that word. I yielded. I said, all right, God, that's your word. I'll go back to the office. They, they said, hey, we want you to come work in this group. I said, how do I break this news? I said, hey, uh, I can't take that offer. What? I, I can't take that job. What happened? <laughs> well, see, I was at church last night, and God gave me a word. He told me to stay where I was. I tell you, they didn't talk to me for months. <laughs> they did not talk to me for months, but God had a plan. God knew, hey, I, I'm doing something in your life. I don't want you to leave this place. I want you to stay in this, this particular group that right now you think is terrible. I want you to stay right here because I'm not done with you here. Let me tell you the best decision I could have made, amen, because God opened other doors, even better doors. Somebody say amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Kings. I want you to read one more. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 8. If you're there, say amen. He says, and the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. 
So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. You know, I love this. I love this story. I'm going to continue for a moment. But how many, how many experiences? Somebody said, hey, would you give me some water? And you begin to go get some water. They say, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Can you bring me some bread with it? Yeah, y'all never had that before? Y'all never had that before? And it's so incredible. If you're married, you know. Amen. <laughs> and it's so incredible because she turns and she's like, no, I don't have bread. Hey, man. And the continue, story continues. And she says these words because she was being so real. She said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, go, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of your flour of flour should not be used up, nor shall a jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Praise God. Praise God. This woman was on her last, her very last. How many of you have been on your very last? Oh, come on. If you know what I'm talking about, you've been on your very last. And God says, oh, um, I, want, I want you to do something. Said, not today, Lord, not today. Wait till I got a little bit more. Amen. Not today, Lord. I am broke today. And God said, I want you to, I want you to give what you got today. You know, this woman, this woman, she she had the very last, not much. And then the man of God says, Oh, by the way, uh, uh would you make me a, a, a cake out of that? You know, I would have said, I probably would have said, Look, I heard you was a prophet. But God would have told you not to ask me no mess like that. I got the little, this is all I got. You're going to ask me to make you a king. I got my family and we don't have any more food. Oh, come on now. Y'all going to call, y'all, we probably would have called him a televangelist. We said, you are, you a televangelist. You're not real. You're a fake prophet. You want me to make you the last that I got. Come on now, don't y'all act, act superficial, amen? Because we know, we know the reaction we would have had, amen? Lord, give me more faith. That's why he used her and not me, amen? And it was incredible that she said, okay. She said, God, I will yield. If this is your plan for my life, I will yield to this plan because I know that you have something greater, amen? There was no rain in this season. There was no rain in this time. The brook had dried up. And God told Elijah, I'm going to take care of you through this woman. As she yields to my plan, I'll provide for her and her family also. She chose. She said, I'm going to yield to your plan, Lord. She went in and baked him a cake first before she fed her own family. And we might think that's crazy, but she saw what God was doing. Amen. She saw that God had, God had a greater plan. And she went in, and the Bible says she ate for many days. Her family was taken care of because she yielded to God. Amen. You know, I believe that every time we yield to God, there's a miracle on the back end of it. Every time we surrender our plans to God, there's a miracle that always comes immediately after that. Amen. It may not come immediately in time, but there's a miracle associated to that. 
So what keeps us from yielding to God's plan? If you're writing this down, number one, it's fear. Fear. We fear, what if God, what if God doesn't show up? What if, I, I thought that this was, this was God, but uh, uh, I don't know. The bills are stacking up, Lord. You, 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 you don't want me to tithe when rent's due? There's fear. Lord, Lord, how do I, how do, I do this? Fear settles in. But the Bible says these words in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Amen. You know, fear is designed to paralyze you. When fear sets in, you don't do anything. If you've ever been in trouble with the police before, you know what I'm talking about. You could be completely clean, and a cop drives by, and you... Oh, come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Fear sets in out of nowhere. Thank you, officer. Amen. Yeah, and I, let me tell you, this is the best I've ever been an officer in church. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Fear sets in sometimes unnecessarily because the devil comes in and says, hey, hey, are you going to make that? You're going to make that payment? Are you sure you can tie it today? I'm going to give you a true story. Making a, we're driving one time. We're driving from Colorado, and I'm completely broke. I'm completely broke, and my rent was due. And I said, Lord, and and uh, my rent was due, so I had money for my rent, but I had tithe. I couldn't pay both. I couldn't pay both at the same time. I don't know about you, but I've done it before. Amen. I couldn't pay both. And I said, Well, who am I going to ask today? I called my landlord say, hey, I need to be a week late. I called Jesus and say, I need to be a week late. <laughs> oh, come on now. Don't y'all look at me funny, amen. I said, who? Jesus understand, amen. He know Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. I need a week. Let me tell you, I called my landlord, amen. I said, hey, listen, uh, I need a week. Oh, hey, guess what? No problem. Take your time. And by the, I believe it was by the time I made it back, I don't remember what happened, but I had money in my account to cover both. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Even if you don't see it immediately, God is faithful because he sees it. Amen. He sees your heart. He says, hey, would you yield to me? Would you yield to me? Constantly through the years, God will, will question that one thing. Would you yield to my plan for your life? And if you do, you would see the miracles that I have for you. Amen. You know, I was, I was at Walmart one time. Some people have heard the story before. I was at Walmart one time talking about fear, and it was Christmas season. I was on the phone just walking out with my grocery cart, walking out. I was talking on the phone with Pastor Blake, and we're walking out, and, hey, how you doing, you know? And outside, I see a fight about to break out. And, and there's this big I'm talking big black guy, dreadlocks. I mean, he just huge. And he's by his truck, and he's, he's talking to his wife or maybe his girlfriend. He said, get in the truck, get in the truck. And she gets in, he slams the door, and he turns around. And I see a guy who's maybe a lot shorter, uh, a shorter white guy. Uh, um, he's maybe in his 50s. And this guy was probably like 33. I mean, huge. And this guy was probably in his 50s. He's like, you bleep, 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 rage, yelling racial slurs. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be nice today. 
I'd love to see this. This is going to be nice. This is going to be a whooping. Right? And I'm talking to the pastor. I was like, ooh, ooh. It's going to be good. And then as I'm talking to him, I hear the Holy Spirit say, uh-uh, not today. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm not stopping this guy. Look at him. He is huge. He's going to turn on me. And, I'm, and so I'm walking. I say, okay, Pastor Duty calls. I hang up the phone. I got this grocery cart full of, full of groceries, and I stop. And I'm really, I'm right in front of my car, and he was walking that way. He's walking, and, and he's maybe about right there. He's past me, and the other guy was about the distance to the door. And he's, he's got wrenches. He's throwing wrenches. He's yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad, right? And the Holy Spirit says, oh, not today. You're there. And I said, Lord, what you want me to do with this guy? <laughs> he's angry. And as he's walking, God says, hey, reach out to him. And, and he's past me. He's past me walking to that guy. And I walk to him. I say, hey, brother. And he turns, makes immediate turn and faces me and begins to walk to me. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. He's going to take it out on me, right? And he's walking, but God does the most incredible thing. Although I was afraid, God does the most incredible thing. He's walking up, and it's almost like he begins to melt. He begins to melt. He was angry. He was frustrated. He, I mean, he's, he took off his shirt. He's got a white beater on. He looks like he's ready to fight and get arrested. But he's walking towards me, and he melts as he gets to me, man. God does something incredible. And I say, you know, I'm barely, I'm out of words. I'm like, hey, it's not worth it, man. He turns, walks into his car, closes the door. He's backing up. There's still wrenches hitting his, he was driving an avalanche. Just wrenches hitting his car, boom. And he pulls out. And he drives off. I was like, wow, Lord, that's incredible. It's not that when we yield to God, it's not that we're not going to be afraid. Amen. We will be in scary situations, but we're yielding to God. He'll take care of the rest. Amen. He'll take care of the rest. Praise God. Number two, impatience. How many have been impatient before? You know, when you're waiting on God, I loved what I loved what Jesse said, amen, as you were sharing that message. You know, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Maybe you've been praying, you've been praying for that, that husband, amen. Single people say, yes, Lord, send them. Single ladies say, send them, Lord, amen. You've been praying for that wife, you say, send her, Lord, amen. Maybe you've been praying for that job promotion, and, and what's incredible, that job promotion says, hey, you want that promotion? Uh, you got to start making these uh, Sunday, Sunday shifts and uh, uh, Wednesday night shifts. I know what I'm talking about. They say, hey, you, you know, you, you got to work hard. You, you, you got to, you know, you going to what, church? God, no, come here. You get that promotion, and that impatience kicks in. You say, I've been doing such a good job, but, you know, now I'm not against people working. Don't get me wrong, amen, but God has called on you. Say, no, I want you to, I want you to serve me here. And I'll begin to say, ah, oh, Lord, this is, a, this is a fight. Let me tell you what, don't be impatient. Trust God. Trust God. I had a, I had a boss tell me, hey, guess what? Uh, 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 you will never make it if you don't hit these uh, happy hours with us. I said, boy, it's going to be hard. 
because I'm not going. <laughs> it's going to be hard because I'm not going. And he said, why aren't you going with us? I said, I'll, get, I'll, I'll come. I'll come. I'll give you one condition. You want me to come? Yeah. So we'll make, a, we'll make a deal, you and I. He said, yeah. I said, well, you come to church with me tonight. It's Wednesday night. I'll come to happy hour with you tomorrow. He said, ah, that's okay. <laughs> Praise God. He chose not to come, amen, because I know when he stepped into the house of the Lord, he will be changed, amen, and he knew that too. He said, I'm not coming there, amen. Praise God, amen. The Bible says in Psalms 27, 14, it says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord, amen. Trust God. He will take care of you, amen, amen. Number three. It's the lack of trust. The lack of trust. You know, I found that uh, an, an understanding. I found that sometimes we've been, we've been stiffed a lot of times. Amen. People have lied to us. People have cheated us. And um, maybe I was, I was referring this morning. I said, if you, if, if you grew up in a, uh, without, without a good relationship with your father, and then we come to church, and then we hear that God is our heavenly father, and we say, well, I can't trust my own dad. How am I supposed to trust this heavenly father? I, I can't trust my father that I get to see with my own eyes. How do I trust this heavenly father? And, and it, it's, it was a struggle. It's been a struggle for me for years to say, God, help me here. Amen. But, you know, God reminds us that he won't abandon us. He reminds us that he always comes through on his word. Once he has spoken it, he always fulfills it. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, in our marriage, maybe our jobs, we have, that, we have that, that challenge. We get that challenge in there. We're like, Lord, I have a hard time trusting you that you will be the one to work this out for me. Amen. You almost want to take things into your own hands. And God's saying, yield to me. I got something better. I got something better. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, is a trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Amen. You know, I'll share with you a, a testimony. Uh, November 16th of 2009, we got married. November 16th of 2009 is a long time ago, amen. That's right. I'm so young. Amen. I got married when I was 15. I'm lying. <laughs> amen. We got married. Praise God. God opened doors for us. We were, we were living together. We were living together through college. And, uh, and we started coming to this church, and God spoke to us, like, hey, you're living in sin. You got to do something about it. And we're like, okay, Lord, help us here. We didn't, have, we didn't have the money. We had exactly $12 in the bank account. Somebody catch me here. $12, okay? Now, now, a license at the county, if you have the premarital counseling, costs $7. Now, if you do the math, they were only taking cash, so you have to have $20 to pull money from the ATM. Which means although we had $12, we didn't have enough money to get married. Because what we needed was seven, but it wasn't in cash. Somebody say amen. Uh, and I remember that morning we were talking, and I called pastor and said, Pastor, we're going to do it today. We're going to do it. We've been doing premarital counseling. We just, but we'd had... Uh, uh, we'd had my, my in-laws, you know, Ashley was getting, uh, her parents were paying for her college. Um, 
and, you know, it was clear, hey, y'all get married, you're on your own. You're on your own. You get no more college payments. You get nothing. You're on your own. You're done. You're cut off. Now we're, we're 21, and we're like, all right, Lord, how's this going to work out? You know, don't look at me. I'm broke. Hey, man, at least she had parents to pay for stuff. You know, we, I, we, I didn't have any of that. Amen. Um, but we said, God, we're going to be faithful to you. Amen. We showed up on a, on a Monday and uh, we went into pastor's office and he was like, hey, guess what? Um, I'll give you some cash. It was either six. It was either 70 or $67 if you had uh, if you had not gone through the class, it was $7 if you took the class. So he gave us $70, and he was like, hey, go figure, and, you know, you can bring back change. We showed up. We had the, our, our class completion, so they gave us a, a certificate for $7, brought him back his change, right? So, oh, Pastor, we're ready. We, I couldn't afford a ring. I, we had a ring for her. We took, I took Pastor's ring and gave it to her because you put it on my finger. Now, this is a true story. This is a true story. Pastor took off his ring and lent it to me, and his hands were huge. So I was, like, swimming in his ring. But this is how we exchange vows in that office. Somebody catch this because our God is faithful. We yielded to God's plan, and in that day, we made that decision. We're going to get married. We're going to be faithful to God. We're living together. We're going to make it right. And that was on a Monday. We were so... On Tuesday morning, you know, we've been, we had financial aid or whatever, whatever money you get from financial aid, nothing had come through. Tuesday morning, we wake up. Monday, we had 12. Tuesday morning, wake up, had $2,000 in the bank. God opened doors. Amen. Oh, come on. Y'all ought to be excited with me now. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Whatever money had not come through that night, God is like, tonight it's going in. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and it obtains favor from the Lord. Amen. The favor of God began to pour out. Let me tell you, fast forward, that is November. December comes in. January comes in. How are we going to pay for school for Ashley? Well, she has to learn what the rest of us been doing who don't have money. We did financial aid, all the paperwork, hit submit, and, and God is good because the time we chose to be obedient to get married was the perfect time because that semester had been paid for all the paperwork went in and they gave her a full year's worth of financial aid coverage so when that check came in not only did it cover the half semester but it covered the semester before so it was eleven thousand dollar check after everything was paid for now watch as we're 21 we were planning on a wedding in april had no money and now it's january and there's $11,000 in the bank. It's almost God say, hey, I told you I got you. Here you go. Oh, come on, y'all. If you had $12, come talk to me. Amen. Because that was, that was us going, 11000 What are we going to do? Let me tell you, I only had a motorcycle. She had a car. I didn't have a car. But we had money, went and bought a car. Amen. I put the two wheels away. That's another testimony for later. And, uh, and as that semester came in, we paid for the wedding, didn't ask anybody for anything. Praise God, we had this church 
church, we, we had a place to get married in. And I tell you, it was an incredible wedding. Fast forward, we go further. The favor of God, it came. God says, you're yielding? Watch what I will do in your life. The favor of God came and overshadowed. It went before us. Came graduation. I'm sitting there, and we got all these smart people in my classroom. Now, I told you I went to college for how many years? Now, we're about to graduate. March comes around. Maybe one or two people walking around. You know, all the smart kids are like, yeah, yeah, I, get I got this job from Google, and I got this job from TI, and they're showing their offers. And I'm like, Lord, how am I? I'm not going to. I mean, come on. Now, this happened. I got my offer as I was walking in the church. I was walking in the church on a Friday. We were getting ready to we we're getting ready for a play. And they called me and they said, Hey, what are you uh what are you doing? I said, I'm walking in the church. I said, Well, I want to tell you something. We want to offer you a job. This is what we're gonna pay you. I wasn't done with school. I didn't have a 3.0 GPA. Somebody catch this. I've, I've worked with this company for years. I had a 2.9. Well, actually, when they gave me the offer, I, was, I had a 2.6. I want somebody to understand this, the favor of God. Nah, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I testify about this, and, and people don't understand this. When I told the recruiter my GPA, I wasn't expecting her to recruit me. But it turns out the recruiter, just moments after, became the head of talent acquisition. <laughs> Somebody catch what God was doing in the background. God is saying, would you yield to me? Yes. And he said, well, that person that you just spoke to, oh, by the way, that recruiter had just got back from Tanzania. <laughs> it's not over. It's not over. She had just got back from safari in Tanzania and did some volunteer work. And we just turned out to meet at a recruiting event that was not for engineering. That was at a business careers, career, recruit, uh, 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 career, uh, what do they call that? Career fair that I wasn't going to for a job. I was going for a class to get a sign off. And when I met this lady, she's, I said, what are you guys doing here? I thought you're an engineering company. She said, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm here to get this sign off. Would you sign on the sheet of paper? She said, would you tell me more about yourself? I told her more, and she asked me about my name. She said, can we call you? I said, sure. She said, well, I said, but you know, I don't have a good GPA. She said, what is it? I said, here it is. I'm a, I have a 2-6 right now. She wrote it down on a piece of paper. They called me on a Saturday while, we, while we're doing practice. Somebody catch this word of God here with this testimony, amen. Oh, while we're doing practice for, Chris, for a, a play. It was, on, it was in March. I don't remember what play it was. Maybe uh, Judgment. On a Saturday, they called me for an interview. Knowing I had a 2-6 GPA. I went in, I went in with, the, with my resume, prepared to read. They sent me a... They sent me a, 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 a a job description I didn't even understand. Is this the job you're applying for? And I read it and I was like, oh, y'all, I don't know why y'all doing this to me today. <laughs> Is this what I was supposed to learn in college? Ah! <laughs> so I showed up to this career fair, I mean, to this interview now, 
I couldn't get a haircut. My hair was a mess. I had a suit and tie that I threw on. Thank God for discipleship. I had a suit and tie. Amen. Somebody catch this. I showed up to this interview, and they told me, put your resume away. I just want to get to know you. Huh? Oh, it's God for sure. You said, put that resume away. Just want to get to know you. And began to talk. And the guy says, nice to meet you. It was two guys on a Saturday. What, what, what corporation do you know that interviews on Saturdays in corporate America? On a Saturday. I've never seen another interview on a Saturday since then. <laughs> Come on now. And they called me back and made me the offer. Now I show back at, at school and I'm like, guess what? I got this job offer. And now all these guys that have been teaching me this stuff that I've been meeting with say, hey, would you show me how to work problem number eight? Would you show me how to work problem number four? And I showed up and I got the offer. And they don't have one yet. They looked at me and said, how do you have one? How is it that you got this job before I did? I can't explain it. I can't explain it. When you yield, oh, hear me, church. When you yield to God, when you yield to the plan of God, his blessing will always go before you. He will begin to clear the pathway. He said, this is my child. They're coming and I got this covered. They've been yielding to my plan and I got them covered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, you ought to give God praise. Amen. Give God praise. It's not about who we are. It's not about what we've done. God's got this. God's got this when we yield to him. Amen. Just bow your heads this morning. I'm not ashamed to share what God has done for me. Because I didn't make me anybody. God took an ordinary person and says, if you would yield to me, I will give you the desires of your heart. I will bless you beyond what you've ever imagined. And that has been the story of my life, the story of my career, and everything, my family, my, my, my children, my whatever it is. It always began with yielding to God, and God came with a miracle behind that. With every head bowed and every eyes closed. I want to ask you this morning, how many in this place, front and back, left to right, you here this morning? You say, I'm going to be honest this morning. I have not yielded my heart. I have not yielded my life to Jesus. I have not asked Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. He said, if I was to pass into eternity this morning, I don't know where I'll go. But I want to make a decision. I want to ask Jesus to take over my life. I want to ask Jesus to be Lord. How many honest people this, this morning would say, that's me, would you remember me in prayer? I want, to, I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. Don't let this moment pass you by. Just slide your hand up, put it back down. Say, remember me, Pastor. Remember me in prayer this morning. I want to ask Jesus into my life. I want to yield my heart. 
I'm not sure where I would spend eternity. To slide the hand, lift it up, say, remember me. Remember me this morning. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to pray for one more thing this morning. You're here this morning. And God has been speaking to you about yielding. Maybe you've been hurt. And you need healing. Maybe you were that person who, who's been hurt by your earthly father. So it's been difficult to trust your heavenly father. And you said, God, I need healing this morning. I want to tell you God wants to do something in your life this morning. Why don't we just stand? I want to ask, we'll just stand, find room at this altar. Let God bless you. Let God do something in your life this morning. Let God heal your heart this morning. If you've been having a hard time to yield, to trust God, maybe it's been fear that's been troubling you, and you're saying, God, I'm afraid to make these decisions. Every day I'm reminded that I can fail. Let me tell you what, God is bigger. God is greater. Let's find room at this altar and begin to talk to God. Let's begin to deal with God and let God transform us this morning.